guys, it's Simi, and this is Pro Wrestling Unlimited, but we're doing something special here. This is the first episode of the Jesse and Timmy show. We've got Jesse from Jess Watches Wrestling joining us. Hopefully we can make this a regular thing. Jess, how are you doing? How are you? Doing really good myself. I'm glad we're finally able to get this going and started. We've been talking about this for a little while now. And finally, hey, we're here, we're live, we're recording, we're, we're it, going. It's been it's been a while. We've had this plan for a little while, and here right. we are. So just a refresher, you've done many videos for us here on the YouTube channel, but in case yeah. people are not, what's the word I'm looking for, familiar with you, give them just a quick little, hey, hi, who are you? So, well, I was doing my own content haven't done it for a while i've been venturing kind of down the ring announcing backstage interviewing moment um yeah i've i've done a couple of videos of you guys for past couple of years uh and now yeah i've been trying the in-ring stuff myself just kind of seeing how it goes so i was going to talk about that a little bit later i saw you post something yeah. on Twitter recently, but you wanted to start training. So you want to actually wrestle and get in the ring and do it more than just the ring announcing and whatnot. That is my plan for next year. That's awesome. Indeed. Yeah. So do you have it's like, about time, right? So do you have like a specific school or trainer you want to work with? There's, there's, there's not so many schools kind of where I'm kind of based. At the gotcha. Mid. Um, obviously I'm kind of, well, I'm not far from London. I can obviously go to London. There's a few little places I can go. I've got a few places in mind, but we shall see what happens. It's all, it's all up in the air at the minute, but it's definitely going to happen next year. It's definitely going to happen. That's cool. And so you'll still continue to do like the ring announcing stuff as well. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I love it. I do love the ring announcing. It was really scary to start with. It was very scary, very nerve wracking. Um, but we got there in the end and I just don't have a, a voice for the next two days <laughs> afterwards. Well, how did you get she into doing the ring announcing? Like where, where did it all start? So I obviously do my content, um, and I was doing all the kind of streaming and the videos with, um, powered Four TV. And then they kind of got me a few gigs doing was getting, I was going to be the backstage interviewer for some different promotions. And then their kind of their MC pulled out, um, and then they lost their MC. So they said, "Oh, would you would you want to try doing the in ring like in ring announcing?" So I, you know, I could give that a try. So here we are. And now, yeah, I've been working for a couple of promotions. I've been doing it for about two, two, three months now. Also, so, pretty new. Yeah, it's new. It's very new. Gotcha. I've done about five shows, I think. See, that's where I'd seen you post multiple different shows. That's why I thought it had been yeah. longer. No, no, it's only been a couple of months. Okay, so you're just really going out there and starting to grind quickly then. I am. Thank God. Yeah, <laughs> no, but you know, I've been, I've been kind of involved in wrestling long, well, three years involved in it. Obviously, been a fan for a very long time. But yeah, right. next year, hopefully, it's going to be my year a little bit more. Obviously, COVID kind of messed things around a little bit, didn't it, unfortunately? So I know I know some people that have recently just started training wrestling and whatnot. Are you just gonna yeah. like take it slow and learn, or you want to like try to go full bore out there, learn as quick as you can, and start doing stuff? What's your like your main uh, goal? 
my main goal is I'm going to, you know, try and do, make the most of next year with the training, obviously doing the ring announcing and everything as well, and then transition, I reckon, into the wrestling side. Um, but I'm kind of in two minds at the minute. Obviously, I, I love kind of MMA as well. So I've been looking at doing kickboxing. Ooh. So, yeah, I know. Imagine that. Imagine <laughs> being a kickboxer. So, I promise, guys, that if you guys are listening right now, this isn't an interview. We're actually going to do an actual podcast. We're going to talk about <laughs> news and wrestling and it's whatnot. I, I just wanted to get you guys up to speed on Jess and what she's all about and what she's been doing and her future plans. And, yeah, we're going to talk about some wrestling. We're going to – did you watch NXT this week? That's the question. Did you watch NXT, yes or no? I did not, but I obviously follow everyone on Twitter, right. so I roughly know what's happened. Because I was thinking maybe at some point here we do some predictions for the War Games show this weekend. Because they've got War Games. War Games on Sunday, and it's it's very mm-hmm. interesting how they're building this show up. Because the two different War Games matches, of course they have the Women's War Games match and the mm-hmm. Men's War Games match. And the dynamics of how they set these matches up, completely different, which I kind of like. Because it's not just in the past, it's all... Because with the women, it's heels versus baby faces. With the men, there's yeah. another dynamic there of the old guys, which I don't want to call them old guys because they're not all really old, against <laughs> the new guys. I mean, the newer guys. <laughs> right. So I guess we could jump into that and talk about that right now. We could start off yeah. with that. We start off with some NXT War Games predictions. So this coming Sunday is the NXT War Games. I guess you could call it a pay-per-view because... They're not called TakeOver anymore. That's the new thing. TakeOver's out. I don't know. I do. I do. I, I'm excited. I reckon, I reckon I'll actually be able to watch it as well this weekend. Oh, yeah. So, Even though it's a time different because obviously at the minute I don't actually have a job. Uh-oh. So at the minute I get to stand up and watch late programs. <laughs> so as far as the show does go, we uh, if it takes the same kind of structure of a normal TakeOver I would assume two and a half, three hours. Right now, mm. there's been five matches announced for the show. One title match, two title matches. No, hold on. This has not been updated. One, two, three, four, five. I think there's six matches. The list I have may be incorrect. Let me pull up a different list. Let's see. NXT War Games. One, two, three, I'm four. Well. No, I'm just thinking wrong. I guess it's five matches. Yeah. So there's two title matches, a hair versus hair match, mm-hmm. and the two War Games matches. So, the hair versus hair match. We have Cameron Grimes against Duke Hudson. The whole thing here is when Cameron Grimes was a better poker player than the poker player Duke Hudson, he cut the ponytail off and whatnot. So now, hair versus hair. Who do you got? Cameron Grimes getting shaved or Duke Hudson? I reckon Cameron Grimes. That's what I would think too. I think he would be the. Yeah. I think he would be the one to say, "Yeah, screw it, I'll shave my head. Why not?" Instead of you know them them just bringing in Duke Hudson and changing his look already. Like I just think Cameron Grimes would be the one. It's probably of the two. too soon. Yeah. Isn't it? And I think Cameron Grimes would be the one of the two to be like, you know what, screw it, I'm a comedy wrestler anyways for the most part. I'll do it and I'll make it a entertaining deal for the next however long it takes to grow the hair back. And that's the question: Does he grow it back along or try something different once it starts growing out? Are they going to completely change everything? Ooh. Yeah. Do we get a whole new Cameron Grimes? Or is it just, hey, in six months when his hair's back out, he's the same old, same old? 
Oh, I reckon, yeah, I reckon they will do it and completely just shape him into something different. Right. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah I reckon so. We got two title matches. The first one was set up last night. It will be Imperium, Fabian Eichner, and Marcel Bartel defending the NXT Tag Team Championships against Kyle O'Reilly and Von Wagner, who defeated Legado Del Fantasma last night to earn this title shot. And with the news of Kyle O'Reilly's contract coming up at any moment, like I don't know the exact date, but I know it's early December. I say they keep the titles on Imperium. I don't know if maybe they could go, hey, Kyle, we'll give you these tag titles to entice you to stay. I don't see them doing that unless he's signed some sort of a deal. I I hope the Imperium keep them, actually. I see, I've always, oh, I love the Imperium. I think they're great. Absolutely brilliant. Oh, yeah, I like Imperium, too. I think they're a great tag team. And there's that rumor that they're trying to get Walter to come to the U.S. to do even more stuff. So if they're champions. He is, have you seen the shape? He's in yes. the minute as well. Yes. He's looking amazing. So if they're the champions, they bring in Walter. Yeah. They can maybe, I don't know, have Walter beat Ciampa for the NXT title and then they're all draped oh. in gold. That would be really fun oh. to see. Because the question is, who's going to take the title from Ciampa? It's, I don't think, I think it's too soon for Braun Breaker and... To be honest, there's nobody too else. Definitely there's too two. There's nobody else on that roster that I think is ready to challenge for the title. And why not it be Walter if he's willing to do more? That's the thing. If he's willing to do more yeah. in the United States, because there's always been the whole thing in the past of I'll come here and there and do shots, but I'm not going to be there long term. So, oh no, I think he's he's got to keep it because that was always the good thing about. When NXT filmed three, four weeks in a row, they can bring Walter in and film a whole month of content with him, and then he can go back home. So yeah. we'll see. I mean, it's just rumors right now that they're trying to entice him to, to come here more. But I think it would be really cool if, kind of like Undisputed Era was, where they had all the gold. Now Imperium can be that big monster group with all the gold. But I do think Imperium retains the tag titles over Kyle O'Reilly and Von Wagner. I really hope they do. I really hope they do. Also, speaking of Von Wagner, kind of interesting that they had him on SmackDown that one week with Adam Pearce, and then boom, nothing ever since. It just, they killed it. See, I've never really been invested in him, I'll be honest. Right. So going forward, we also have, I guess you could call it the cruiserweight title match, even though Joe Gacy's not a cruiserweight, and it's weird. It's weird what they're doing here. It's Roderick Strong defending the NXT Cruiserweight Championship against Joe Gacy. Joe Gacy said last night on NXT that if he wins this title, he's going to now call it the NXT Inclusive Championship because it's not going to be a title that has weight limits or gender limits or any kind of limits on it. Everybody can go for this belt, but I don't see them taking the title off Roderick Strong. I do really like Joe Gacy as a wrestler. I think I don't like the gimmick they're doing with him. I've always liked him, like, from his days in Evolve and stuff. But yeah. I just, I don't see them changing up the Cruiserweight title and taking it off Roderick Strong right now. I think, um, see, they're, they're really trying to push Joe at the minute. Right. Aren't they? So, I'm not sure. I, th I think he could have it, you know. I, I think mean, Joe could have it. There is an argument for it, because then, you know, the cruiserweight title, that's the old NXT. We don't want to be associated with mm. the old NXT anymore. Mm. 
Go I reckon. Yeah, I, re- I, c- I could see Joe winning. I could see Joe winning it just because I think the way they've kind of been shaping at the minute is a lot of there's a lot of focus on him, right. You know, so I reckon. Yeah, I reckon they could give it to him. Just I mean, mixing it up a little bit. Right, and then like and like I said, I think get a little away from the old NXT. They're already kind of changing 205 Live where anybody can wrestle on 205 Live, men, women, or anybody above that weight limit. So maybe they're going to look to change up that that structure there. But going oh, forward, intrigued. going forward, we have the two War Games matches. We have the Women's War Games match, which is technically mm-hmm. the heels versus the baby faces. <laughs> on the heel yeah. side, it's Mandy Rose, the NXT Women's Champion, the NXT Women's Tag Team Champions, Gigi Dolan, JC Jane, and Dakota Kai. And then mm-hmm. on the babyface side, it's Io Shirai, Raquel Gonzalez, Cora Jade, and Kaylee Ray with, I think it's the Eels? No, the babyfaces have the advantage. The babyfaces have the man mm-hmm. advantage going into the match after Kaylee Ray won last night, and they made Dakota Kai look like a dummy. She had the match won and then thought, hold on, Kaylee Ray might be knocked out, but I'm going to jump on her one last time off of the ladder, even though I'm about to grab the briefcase. And then Kaylee Ray won because Dakota Kai gave up the the win. Stupid. I see. This is quite tough for me. Yes, me too. I could see Mandy Rose's team winning. Okay. Just because... They've got all the they've got all the titles. They've got the whole thing at the minute, and there's also same with them. There's a lot of focus on them at the minute. But Io Shirai is one of my favourites ever, and I, I try not to be biased. <laughs> but yeah, I can just see Cole Toxic Attraction Entourage winning. So, I think I'm going to go the same way as well. The heels, Toxic Attraction, and Dakota Kai winning. I mean, last year what they did was they had Raquel Gonzalez win it, pinning the champion, which then eventually did lead to her getting a title shot. But I think they're pushing Mandy and Gigi and JC and that Toxic Attraction so big right now, and people are already kind of like, eh, they're whatever. I think if you have, and maybe I'm just stretching a little bit here, you have one of them, whether that's Mandy or the other two, pick up the actual pinfall, Maybe that's them saying, hey, no, look what these women just did in war games. They are legitimate. Mm-hmm. There is a reason for them mm-hmm. to have all the gold. Yeah, it, it was quite um, not sudden, but I, you know, I, I didn't really like Mandy Rose as much going into Raw right. and SmackDown. But now she's back, I like her a lot more. And I'm glad they're doing a lot more with her. And it is... But it's kind of the same thing as like the fire and desire kind of thing at the moment, where they have put two other people. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of like, mm. but yeah, I'm not sure. I, f- I think they will win. Yeah, I think I, w- I would say, like yeah. I said, the heels just kind of solidify them as, hey, no, they're not just pretty faces we put the titles on. We're going to try to make them seem legit. Going forward, um, we've got the men's. War Games mm-hmm. match, which this isn't babyface versus heel, which some people keep trying to say online, oh, it's babyface. It's not babyfaces and heels. It's what they are calling, they said it last night, it is Team Black and Gold, Tommaso Ciampa, the NXT champion, Johnny Gargano, LA Knight, and Pete Dunne against Team mm-hmm. 2.0, 
the North American champion Carmelo Hayes, Ron Breaker, Grayson Waller, and Tony D'Angelo. Now, I'm going to say it right now. Grayson Waller and Tony D'Angelo, they're very green. I'm not really fans of their gimmicks. We haven't seen too much of them each in the ring. I just yeah. hope that these guys, not, not saying that they're going to hurt somebody or hurt themselves. I just hope that they keep whatever they do somewhat limited and they don't try to do some of these wacky war game spots with their in- inexperience. But the interesting thing here is who wins because the big dynamic going into this is not just the new versus the old, but it's Ciampa's the NXT champion and Carmelo Hayes mm-hmm. is the North American champion keeps trying mm-hmm. to, to say, no, even though I'm the North American champion, I'm higher up on the food chain than Ciampa. See, I, I don't know because I think it would be a bit, I don't know if it would be a bit odd if the newer guys did win. Right. Because you've got some, you've got guys, you know, like Champa and like Johnny that, even Pete as well, that have been big part, massive part. So, but I have seen so much about Bron as well. Bron, is it Bron? Bron Breaker. Bron Breaker. I've seen a lot about him. Yeah. A lot. He's also the same as kind of Joe getting a lot of spotlight on him at the minute. Right. So as far as my prediction goes, I mean, I would like to see the team black and gold win this. But for some reason, there's mm-hmm. just something in my head. Mm-hmm. And kind of like what I said with the women. We got to legitimize these new guys. We got to make these yep. new guys look yep. good. We got to, you know, and maybe. And so the story going into this is with Johnny Gargano. His contract was supposed to be up on Friday. He signed a one-week extension because he wanted to work the War Games match. And after December 10th, we don't know if Johnny Gargano is still going to be around with WWE or not. So maybe with that uncertainty, Ron Breaker pins, pins Johnny Gargano. Because then you can do the whole, okay, you know, Johnny's leaving or maybe leaving. So he can take the pin. It's not going to hurt anybody else in this match. But then if Johnny Gargano mm-hmm. stays, he's a big enough name and a good enough wrestler and star that it's not going to hurt him that he's the one that took the pin. If he does decide, hey, I'm staying in NXT or with WWE. So I think that would be a smart move, especially if you want the new guys to win. Pin Johnny Gargano. It wouldn't hurt him if he stays. And if he's leaving, oh, well. Do you know who I'm not? I'm not really um, sure on Tony D'Angelo at the minute. Um, my opinion on him just—I don't know. Something about it. I feel like it's too forced. Yes, that's exactly like, what I was about gimmick, to say. Yep. His gimmick is very forced. They're trying too hard. Yeah, I feel like it's been kind of shoved down my throat. Mm-hmm. If I'm honest. And I think and I'm just not really interested. Yeah, I think the whole and I think. You see all this stuff on Twitter every week. He's on TV. Oh, my God, we love Tony D'Angelo. I think, to be honest, the love for Tony D'Angelo online is actually making fun of the gimmick and and saying, oh, we love him, we love him, push him more, push him more, when it's really they don't like him, but they're making fun of how, how like you said, forced they are making him. Yeah, for sure. And it's, it's kind of like I saw something a couple of weeks ago, and I actually cringed a bit. I mm. cringed, and I thought, oh, come on. Especially kind of with the other guys that he's with on that team. They're quite 
their gimmicks are quite like down to not down to earth, mm-hmm. but they're natural. If that makes sense. Yeah, except and that is just a little bit too much for me. Right, and I, and I get that. Except for Grayson Waller, they really went hard mm. last night with Grayson Waller, and he's like. Yeah, we're going to beat you guys and then put it all over social media because that's what we do. We put our wins on social media. Like, they're trying to push him too hard as, like, this young TikTok guy. Oh, no. Stop. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was his whole thing. He, like, cut a promo where all he said last night was, yeah, when we win, I'll put it all over my social media because that's what we do. <laughs> we post about it. Put it on Instagram. No. Yeah, oh, I'm no. like, oh, Stop. Lord. <laughs> But, I mean, no, I think as far as these new guys do go, I think Braun Breaker has a long way to go to still continue to learn, but he's got something. But as I said last night in my review, I really do like Carmelo Hayes. I think he is very talented. I do. And I do. He's somebody AEW missed out on because he did some AEW dark stuff for them early on, and they never signed him. They let him go, and mm. WWE picked him up. I like him, and he's – oh, what's his, his trick, trick, isn't he? Trick? Isn't trick he? Williams. Yeah, them two together. Beautiful. I could honestly so, tell right there. For me, they've done the right thing with Trick Williams. I find him super annoying, but I think we're supposed to as Carmelo Hayes' <laughs> hype guy. I think we're supposed to find him annoying. Yes. I don't find yeah. him I find him annoying in the that's what he's supposed to be way, not the mm-hmm. Grayson Waller is too forced annoying that I don't like. Yeah, he's it's not forced. It's that's what I mean. Like it's a natural yeah, he's, kind of gimmick. Yeah, it? he's supposed yeah, to no, be like annoying. Him. And I think those two, like you said, work really well together. Yeah, they do. They really do. And then, and the other thing with those two, you know, Carmelo Hayes, he's still kind of a younger guy, but he is really good. And we've seen, like, bits and pieces of Trick Williams wrestling. I think he can learn a lot mm-hmm. from Carmelo Hayes and them two being put together. Yeah, you, you know, it's, I think as long as they're not, everything's sprung on them too quickly. Right. I think you could train and it could work really well. But that is the card for this weekend's NXT. Mm-hmm. I almost said takeover. NXT War Games. It's not a takeover. <laughs> I mean, it's it's ingrained in my mind since, geez, 2014, maybe? It was the first yeah. takeover. So just, just whenever you think of like a not weekly show for NXT, you, you your mind just wants to say takeover, but it's not a takeover, which is unfortunate, but again, they're going a new route with all this NXT 2.0 stuff. I'm glad that it's not like War Games 2.0 or something. It's just still just playing oh, War Games. They'll come out of it. They'll come out <laughs> of it. You know they will. It gets to the weekend. They'll be like, you know, we're going to rename it. And we're going to put a different logo. And it's going to be War Games 2.0. Oh, Lord. So <laughs> that is NXT War Games. I will be reviewing that show live after it goes off the air on Sunday night. I think it should be... Looking at the card, pretty entertaining to be honest. Like I'm not mm. super entertained by the weekly show because they try to have, I think, they have too many segments that's not just wrestling on the weekly show. But this is just yeah. going to be hopefully wrestle, 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 wrestle. And when you look well, at the hopefully, card, hopefully, hope this is kind of going to be something new, isn't it? So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing right. what they do with it. If I'm honest, exactly. So I think it could be. I don't know if it's going to live up to like the old takeover shows where they're all super, super good. But I think this could be a pretty good show. We got a lot of good matches here. The one that I'm concerned, we haven't seen a lot of wrestling from Duke Hudson. That's the one where I'm kind of like, hopefully Cameron Grimes can carry him well. 
because we've seen like that's probably short the matches. one that I'm not as interested about. Yeah. I'm going to be completely honest. And with Duke Hudson, we've really just seen quick short matches in the few matches we've seen of him in WWE. So I don't know. And I'm and a lot of people are like ah eh, Roderick Strong, Joe Gacy. If you've seen Joe Gacy's work like before he was in mm. WWE. Like when he and Eddie Kingston were the Evolved Tag Team Champions. Joe Gacy's really, really good. Last night, Joe Gacy did the ricochet handspring into the ropes into a, a clothesline deal and did it flawlessly. Beautiful. So I think this could be a really good show that maybe will surprise us coming up on Sunday. But as we keep going, I want to talk about a few wrestlers breaking some records. We have both Ooh. Randy Orton, who broke two records, and Natalia, who's also broken a record. So Yay. let's talk about Natty first. So this was actually oh, recognized by the, the Guinness Book of World Records. They actually put out a big post on their website and recognized both of these wrestlers. So Natalia has the record of most pay-per-view. I don't know if it's just matches or appearances, but they said... Most pay-per-view appearances in WWE by any female. She's appeared on 68 different WWE pay-per-views. See, I, I love Natalia. I've always loved Natalia. And I'm glad she gets recognized because she oh, yeah. deserve it. I think there's a... I'd have to look it up. Because I heard about it earlier this year. Natalia may have more matches in WWE than anybody on the current roster right now. Like, she may have worked more matches than anybody. Like, more WWE matches. Like, there may be someone like a Seth Rollins or somebody that worked a bunch of indie stuff before WWE. But out of everybody on the WWE roster, I think she may have worked more matches than anybody. I'd have to look that up and double-check it, but I'm not 100% sure on that one. That was just something that was floating around earlier this year. Yeah. Oh, see, I'd, I've always loved Natalia. Oh, yeah, me too. Great. And, you know, her, you know what TJ does as well, like, them two together. Oh, it's wonderful. So, as far as Randy Orton does go, Randy Orton mm -hmm. broke two records. So, at Survivor Series, he broke the record for most matches on a WWE pay-per-view. He had the record tied with Kane. Now, he holds the record at 177. Yeah. He's wrestled on 177 different WWE pay-per-views, which is wild to think. That's amazing. Because that's so cool. Because you think about it, Randy Orton started with WWE on the main roster, 2003. Then there was like almost a year where he was out with a shoulder injury, and he's missed mm -hmm. a lot of time here and there for different injuries. Mm -hmm. So to think about that, yes, he's been around for almost 20 years, but to think that yeah. he's missed a good amount of time here and there as well, but has also broken this record is really cool to see. But he didn't just break that record. He also broke another record. So his match this past Monday on Raw, if I did, if I've got this correct, was his 437th match on Monday Night Raw, which is the most of anybody ever. 437 matches on Raw. That's just that's crazy. If you think about that, it's actually yeah. crazy. Like Randy Orton, I think he's just there's. I never get bored of him. Like, I've never, ever got bored of him. I've seen, you know, he's had time out and then he's back. But there's always something for him. Oh, yeah. Him, him as a heel, oh, I can't even. But here's the thing to think fantastic. about. Here's the thing to think about. Randy Orton still has at least, I think, three years left on his contract. The, oh. 
these numbers are just going to keep rising and rising and rising yeah. and rising. Oh, yeah. They're, it's not like, oh, he broke the record, he's done. It's not like some people that, oh, I, I broke a record, okay, now let's see if someone else can break it. No, he's going to yeah. keep he, inflating he, this number. Yeah, it's great. Love it. Love to see it. That's what I love to see. Yeah, so 177 on pay-per-view. Easily, easily that number can go up to, let me do some quick math here, 177 plus. Say he does 10 matches on pay-per-view next year, 10 matches the next year. I mean, he can put that pay-per-view match uh, thing to 200. He can easily get to yeah. 200 matches on pay-per-view. Because even if he does, Amazing. even if he does, I think, five matches on pay-per-view, which probably will be more, over the next three mm -hmm. years, because it's 177 plus 555. Five. Yeah, so if he does... Roughly between five and ten matches on pay-per-view every year for the next couple of years, he'll mm. easily hit that 200 mark. And who knows how high that raw number is going to get? I can't, I don't even know if I could do that kind of math this quickly. I mean, I doubt I doubt he wrestles. Say okay, let's let's do some quick math. So four thirty, no four. I just lost the number, Randy Orton. Four hundred and thirty-seven, and say he works half of the year next year or something. So that would be like twenty-five matches for the next three years. He can maybe get that number up to five hundred. Five hundred matches wow. on Monday Night Raw over the next three he, years. Um, do you know what? And he just looks incredible still like he's still yeah. in mental shape yeah he just he just never really ages either does he mm, he's looked the same for the good last eight to ten years <laughs> i think which is not a bad thing not a bad thing at all no it's cool no it looks great and yeah i don't know if you watched him. his interview with stone cold steve austin he said that you know over the last year or so he's really felt like mm. he's never been better like, he's always kind of just, he said it. He said, like, on promos and stuff, he never really yeah. understood how important promos were until last year and realized that, oh, no, I could really get good at cutting a promo, which is weird to think because I always thought Randy Orton was already great at cutting promos. Oh, it was great. Yeah. But to hit, for him to say, oh, I wasn't that good at cutting promos, and now I, I think I can get better at that, holy crap. Oh, let's do it. Right? Yeah. It's just I've, I've always thought he's brilliant at promos. So if he can actually get better, like, oh, yeah. wow. Now, there has yeah. been the stigma on Randy Orton throughout the years of, if this mm -hmm. is just something he's not really invested in, and it's just, oh, this is the storyline they're giving me right now, then we've seen the, mm -hmm. I'm going to force it, I'm, I'm going to just phone it in and just do what I need to do to get over this. Yet, the stuff he's doing right now at Riddle, you can tell he's having fun, and he's enjoying it. <laughs> oh, it's so hard, because I used to love Matt Riddle. I used to love Matt Riddle, and then... I just not his biggest fan anymore. And then when he started teaming up with like Randy Orton, I thought, oh my god! But for some reason, they work. Yes. Like, I, I would. I wonder what they actually talk about when they're <laughs> not wrestling. Do you know what I mean? Like, because they they seem quite different. Yes. Now, did you hear the story about Crown Jewel and what Randy Orton wanted to do for that entrance that Vince McMahon told him no? No. So did you see a crowd jewel when Riddle came down on the camel? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, Randy Orton also pitched riding a camel. And Vince told him, oh, I didn't tell you. no. Vince said no, because the Randy Orton character 
would never want to do that. Maybe uh, it would be sorry. funny for you to do. Like the, the story that Riddle actually told in an interview was Vince told him, no, it would be funny, but your character would never do that. Your character would be more of thinking that Riddle is dumb for doing it, but also finding humor in it but not enough to want to do it. So I think that was a smart move on Vince to not have Randy also on the camel because it still makes him the more serious of the group. Because once, yeah. once you throw Randy on the camel, then you he's on then nothing yeah. against Riddle, but he's on the Riddle joke level. So you need yeah, him. Yeah, Riddle's more them, jokey, yeah. more relaxed, isn't he? And Orton's more the intense one of yep. the two. So you throw him on that camel and he loses half that intensity yeah. to most of the fans. Yeah. So I think... For everybody that says, oh, Vince is out of touch and Vince can't come up with good ideas or Vince doesn't know what's right. No, Vince was right on this one to say no. Yeah. Because it was Randy that said, hey, I'll ride a camel with them. And nope. So I think that was recently one good thing that Vince had his, had his say on. So, again, also with Natty, who knows how long she's going to continue with the company and continue to wrestle and go for it. So that number hers, I think was, what did I say, 60, I think 68 matches on pay-per-view that number is going to continue to climb as well because just like with like you said with randy orton he looks better than he's ever have and natty is as well looking like she's almost yeah. better than she's ever been as well yeah so, the only issue with natty is that i don't know where they're going to go with her because right. i i've always you know what she's someone that i've obviously admired for so long and she's you know she's one of my favorites ever and she's she's an idol but unlike randy that she I don't know if I could see her be having a title anytime soon. Mm -mm. You know, like Randy Orton, he could go in and he, you know, he could easily have a full-on massive, you know, title run again. You could easily see it. But with Natty, I don't know what they'd do with her. I know she obviously does a lot of the training as like with the younger, younger females backstage. Yeah, so I'm her... not sure kind of how long she yeah, do it for. We've seen over the last year or so, her and TJ have been like bringing in some of the mm -hmm. women to their... I don't mm -hmm. know where this is, but they have their own warehouse with a ring yeah. and like Liv yeah. Morgan is trained there and they've had Lana when she Quite was still with them. the company and they're mm -hmm. just helping, help, helping get people better. And I love to see it. Yeah. And those two, I feel like once, once she's done in the ring, I think those two are going to be really big backstage as yeah. far as yeah. getting people better, especially the women. Yeah. We hear a lot of praise of hey, TJ does a lot with the women. He's always in charge of their matches he yeah, knows what he's he talking about. He knows what he's doing. And I think Natty's going to be the exact same way, if not sure, very close sure. in the same for similar sure. role. Yeah. Well, I think them two together, just working together in the backstage will be absolutely brilliant. Absolutely yeah. brilliant together. And um, I know obviously they do, they do a lot. And as I've seen so many different interviews and things where everyone kind of bigs up Natty and just says that how great she's at training people and she's oh, the yeah. first person everyone goes to. I think that's great. I mean... When they wanted to bring in Ronda Rousey, what'd they do? They sent Natty out to Los Angeles to train with her to see mm -hmm. what she could and couldn't do yeah. right off the bat. Yeah. I think Shayna yeah, Baszler trained with Natty. Or, like, Shayna Baszler had a lot of training before coming to WWE, but when she finally mm -hmm. got signed, they had her work with Natty to just feel her out and stuff. Yeah, see, she's great. She's absolutely great. <laughs> Speaking of Ronda Rousey, Ronda yeah. Rousey was on a Facebook live stream recently and literally said, I don't know what my status is with WWE. Am I still <gasps> under contract? Am I not? I don't know. So the rumor was that her contract was Ronda. up. The rumor was that her contract was up this past April. Mm -hmm. But for her to say, I don't know, is interesting. 
because there's always been the stigma of WWE where you have your contract, but if you take time off or you get hurt or something, they add more time. So maybe that's where she's thinking, maybe they've added time to my real deal or maybe they haven't. I know, I would assume she's under some special deal or was under some oh, special yeah, deal yeah, yeah. or they don't add extra time. But I just thought it she's was very... A, she's on a big maternity leave. That's what she's Well, on. now she would be, yes, because she just gave birth. Yeah. But I just think it'd be interesting. It, it, not it would be interesting. It is interesting that she doesn't even know. What, what, so if she came back at the minute with kind of like on the roster, who do you think she'd go against? Do you think Ooh. she'd come back for Becky? I think it would have to be because her last match was getting pinned by Becky in the main event of WrestleMania. Mm. It would only make sense. I would like to see how she would kind of go up against Bianca. I think that would be really good. That would be amazing. And maybe Rhea as well. I'd like to see how that would plan out. Ooh, yes, because mm. she's never faced anybody other than Charlotte, who's not much bigger than her, right. but another woman that's taller, bigger, stronger than her. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to I'd like to see who she could go against. I, I wouldn't want I wouldn't want her just to come back and focus on Becky. I feel right. like she's got a lot of people to explore. There's a lot of talent on that roster, like incredible talent. And I feel like she'd really work well with quite a few of them girls. Even even someone like Sasha. Exactly. Like she'd but work it, well. Oh yeah. But I think it might be a little too soon for her to come back. She just recently did yeah. give birth and we saw Becky waited what seven months, <laughs> eight months. Yeah, Becky, but Becky didn't take long, didn't take long. She did not look at her now. She's oh yeah, unreal. She didn't. She you know she got back in that shape straight away, and she was ready. So, here's and my, she's okay. the best she's looked in a while. Here's my question for you with that, and I got some yeah. of this recently this past week in like my live chats yeah. and on Twitter and stuff. Do you think it was the right move for them to put Becky Lynch basically right back in the spot where she was when she left? Or do you think they should have made her, quote-unquote, work for it? Because what I got mm. recently was, oh, she just gets to leave and come back in the same spot. But what about the women like Sasha Banks who have been there for the last yeah. year and didn't leave? Yeah. So what is your what is your feeling on that of Becky coming um, back and just, boom, right in the same spot? I personally feel like I, I was gutted when Bianca won, uh, lost that title, I'm going to be honest. Absolutely gutted because she worked very, very hard to get there. And the way she did lose it, it was it was a bit, a bit of a joke. I'm not going to lie. Right. But Becky, thing is with Becky, I think she is incredible. And her whole persona and everything now, like, oh, she's killing it. She's absolutely killing it. I would have liked her to come back and maybe work towards it a bit. I feel like she did get it handed to her very, very quickly. Mm. Um, but even though I say that, she she's doing so well she's killing it oh, yeah. like, you know she bring you know she brings eyes all the time to to the, the female roster and you can't say she doesn't um and the whole you know big time bex it's mad it's absolutely crazy but i think um yeah she she shouldn't have she shouldn't have won that straight away bianca deserved so much more for, in my eyes she's she's you know up there with my favorites bianca belair is and she did deserve a lot a lot more than that yeah, because the, the thing I got from some, like, actually, two people messaged me this week and was like, oh, how can you say that Becky Lynch is deserving to be the champion right now when Sasha mm. Banks has been there? And I'm like, well, to be honest, even when Becky Lynch was gone, who was the fans still chanting for more than almost mm. any other female in the company? Mm. And I was even mm. told while Becky Lynch mm. was gone, 
she was still selling more merchandise than most of the women, if not most of the men in the company. Like her yeah. t-shirts were still selling, even though she was gone, more than a lot of people. So when you think about who's generating more revenue for the company, generating more interest even outside of wrestling media, like Becky Lynch is getting attention from non-wrestling media. How many other mm -hmm. women in this company can you say are doing that not even many. if they've been here and not gone for a year? Not many. Honestly, not many. Exactly. That's what I mean. She's come back and she just, yeah, she's killing it. She's absolutely killing it. Oh, yeah. So with that, as we start to wrap things up here, what are you looking forward to as far as WWE and AEW goes going into the new mm. year? What is What is one thing maybe you would like to see that we haven't seen much, say, in AEW going mm. forward into uh, the new year as they transition some of their stuff with, like, yeah. they're moving off of TNT, going to TBS. There may be, Tony Khan said there may be some slight changes to Dynamite there, but not many. And then they're going to do the specials on TNT and stuff. So what's something that we haven't really seen much I, in AEW that you would like to see them try and do going forward, whether that's a match that you really want to see or a program or a match type. For me, the the biggest thing for me about AEW, and I've said it since day one, is their women's division. Mm. I don't know what they are doing. It's just not being promoted and used enough. There is so much talent. And that's one oh, yeah. thing I've said for so long. I've said, you know, work on that talent you've got. Obviously, they've done good, you know, they've done it wrong. They've done good things. They have done good things. But <clears throat> it's it feels like they're not doing enough and they're not using the people they have. Like, they have some talent. And they need they need to bring more, I think. Well, that's the thing, though. How many more people can they really sign before you get to that ooh, we have too many people and now people aren't getting used on mm. television enough. That's the big question is how many more people yeah. can AEW really sign before they have too many like WWE? Yeah, that's, you know, and obviously they, I, I just don't know. I just feel like since I, that's been my one problem with AEW since Oh, no, I totally agree. They use, yeah, they're just their use of the women's division. I really um, think... So I hope... Mm. I, what, I, what I was going to piggyback off of what you were saying... I really think yeah. with their women's division, it's a lot of just randomness. Even with Britt Baker as the yeah. champion, it's a lot of yeah. she's just randomly in matches. Sometimes they make sense. Sometimes they don't. And yeah. I saw a fan this week on Twitter kind of criticize AEW for doing that kind of stuff. We're like with CM Punk, for instance. They're doing mm -hmm. the thing with him and MJF, but tonight he's facing Lee Moriarty. And someone tweeted out, hey, this is kind of random. There's no real rhyme or reason. I thought you were working with MJF. And he took a shot at WWE over that, saying, oh, well, maybe we should team together to try and get along before we have a match against each other. But I, I do think AEW does a lot of random stuff, especially with their women's division. Mm -hmm. And they have sure, a lot of sure. good women that I can see I potential do. in down the road. Like Anna Jay, when she started a year and a half ago to where she is now, mm -hmm. Ty Conti, where she was in WWE to where she is now, yeah. they've got yeah. women that are getting better and progressing. It's just for some reason or another, they're kind of just, and WWE does the same thing for most of their women's division, extras yeah. on the show to me. Yeah, I know. I, I Honestly, I completely get it. And I feel like the only person they've pushed quite a lot of is Brit. 
yeah Brit's great like don't Brit is brilliant like she you know she's a lot of the time she's carried that women's division because I feel like she's had no choice if I'm honest <laughs> so I think it's it's at the point where they do need to really think about because the talent they have like someone like you know Chris Statlander oh yeah the talent on there if only if only can just be a bit more for me that's good stuff like proper storylines as well love yeah. storylines yeah, and then I think most wrestling companies, they, and I don't know why, but it's like we have one storyline with the women. It's got to involve the mm-hmm. championship, mm-hmm. and that's it. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I don't understand that. Yeah, no. It's just, I need to just spice it up. Absolutely. And so, really quick, what's one thing you'd want to see from WWE going into the new year as well? <sighs> uh, less releases. That would be <laughs> start um, well, wouldn't we all like, like to see, see that oh wouldn't we just oh, i like to see from them i would i don't know you know i don't know maybe i'm not sure i'm not sure I'm yeah, i don't blame you for that, that. I, honestly to be honest i feel like wwe's almost done everything they can do right now with the roster <laughs> they have and anything <laughs> we can think of is going to be like scraping oh. a little bit <laughs> And like everything that we can think of would probably be like, oh, didn't they do that a year ago? Wait, never mind. Yeah, didn't didn't when they done that a couple of months ago? Yeah, like I feel like they are, they are at the point where they are unfortunately a little bit scraping. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, scraping like, oh, we need to bring something out. That's why I think they're doing that, the hair, you know, with the NXT with their hair versus hair match. Like, what are they bringing back? Mm. <laughs> we haven't seen <laughs> one of those in a while. So what? But we're gonna see the 500th Brock Lesnar Roman Reigns match soon. Oh, for sure. The See, Brock's I, I coming back even, this week. I can't even, you know, I used to, I've been, I've had a very love-hate relationship with Brock Lesnar. Really <laughs> love-hate. And, uh, you know, I start, I, when I was younger, I loved him. And then we went through the stage where I hated him. And all my videos, I was like, no, thank you. I <laughs> cannot stand him. And then the Money in the Bank situation with the boombox happened. And that just changed Brock Lesnar for me. And now oh, yeah. he's come back and I just love him. I love him. When he, when he come, when he come back, I was like, there he is. There's the boy. I always yeah, found that true. money in the bank situation funny because nobody knew that it was going to be Brock, even the people in the match. <laughs> Vince told Ali, climb the ladder, grab the briefcase, but don't pull it down, and then whoever's going to actually win it is going to come out afterwards. That's what Ali oh said he was God. told. He wasn't told that it's going to be Brock or who. Just yeah. pretend like you're going to win, and then we'll send the actual winner out. Oh. Do you know what, though? The problem is that I was so angry. I don't know if you remember, if I even spoke to you about it when it happened, but I was so angry about it. I was <laughs> kicking off because I was like, that was an amazing match. Like, that was so good. And well, then Brock came in. I was like, you are actually having a laugh. Like, you are Well, then they accomplished their goal because that's what it was. Brock to win to piss off the fans. Yeah. But, and then he made it into a joke. Kind of, yeah. And it started, it became funny and I was like, actually, it's actually good. <laughs> it this turned, is yeah. actually good. And do you know what? Paul Heyman is, uh, honestly, that guy is a legend, oh. an absolute legend, and doesn't matter who he works with, he's just, he smashes it. Him and Roman together, perfect. Oh yeah, absolutely they said it. Perfect. They've said it for years that Paul Heyman may be one of the smartest guys ever in professional wrestling. Oh. He's someone I'd love to just sit down with and oh, just yeah. pick his brain. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, just pick his brain and just ask him questions and just tell me about your life, Paul. Like, tell right. me everything. But what goes through his head, you know? Love it. But with that, I think, you know what? I had fun here today 
talking wrestling, just random stuff going off of the cuff and whatnot. And then I can't wait to our next episode. Jess, how did you feel about this first episode of the Jesse and oh, Timmy show? Fun. And how can they find you? Well, well, thank you. Well, we finally made this happen. This has been in the, this has kind of been in the making for maybe a couple of months. Yeah. We've been, we've been very busy people. We've had a lot going on, but it happened <laughs> finally. Um, so look forward to the next one, guys. You better be here because I'm very upset if you're not. But you can find me on Twitter at Watches Jess. Um, I'd say go to my YouTube, but I haven't posted in about six months. So probably, probably best you avoid that for now. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any plans but to yeah. start posting? You said you were going to start posting more within the yes. new year. Oh, the problem is I've had these plans that are very different to whatever I've done before. Okay. Um, but obviously with COVID and with obviously me being busy and doing other things, it kind of put a little bit of a halt on it. But there are different things coming that not many other people have done. Um, hmm. And I've had it planned in the pipeline for, it's been kind of planning it for like a year. So it's literally just, I'm waiting to do it, basically. Well, that it's, sounds, it's gonna happen. It's sounds gonna very happen. interesting, especially when you say the whole not many others have done thing. Now I'm like, ooh, I yes. wonder what that is. You haven't told yes, me. She hasn't you. told I'll me, tell ladies you. and gentlemen. <laughs> it's it's not even that many people know. Gotcha. The odd people know, but I'll tell you. I'll okay. tell you when we're, when we're not in front of the people. <laughs> but with that, I do want to say thank you for watching today first episode of the Jesse and Timmy show. If you are watching live, then you will know that well, I'm gonna be live again tonight. After AEW Dynamite talking about that show. Remember, you can follow us on social media. Most places, we're just at PW Unlimited. You can follow me at Timmy Buddy. So with that, guys, have a great rest of your Wednesday if you are watching live. Or great rest of whatever day it is if you're watching later on YouTube. Have a good one. I'll see you guys later.